Cast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hello and welcome to the social psychic radio show Featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest, Dr. T, to the show today. Our guest has transformed the health, wealth, and well-being of thousands of people and animals. Remarkably, he treats them from a remote location. Amongst the countless approaches to creating health and wellness consciousness out there, Dr. T is truly in a class of his own. His knowledge is unmatched in the field. Using focused intention, angels, and quantum physics, our guest is a human engineer for the universe to create miracles. He holds a doctor of chiropractic degree, a bachelor of science degree in human biology, and he's a certified clinical hypnotherapist and a certified massage therapist. In addition to being the originator of the world's foremost remote healing training, TNT, Total Knowledge Technique. Dr. T is also the author of 10 online programs designed to transform the most common things that all humans and animals deal with. Dr. T is an inspirational speaker and an engineer of health and wealth and an on-demand consultant who leads with his heart and soul. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Dr. T to the show. Thank you so much, Jason. So appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for for everything. I'm really intrigued by your background. with I'm a lawyer and a psychic and I do spiritual stuff and I'm moving more into this realm more than my other. And I want to ask you, like you went from chiropractic practice and doing that line of work. How did you get into the spiritual realm? I went right down that road from the very beginning. I thought I was going to be adjusting backs and my father was a chiropractor. I then knew a thousand chiropractors and was sure I was really good with my hands. And I just figured for sure that's what I was going to be doing. But right off, right from the very start, it just took a sharp left turn and went down the rabbit hole and 
I just haven't climbed out of it. And I don't think I'm going to at this point. <laughs> I, just, well, uh, I took a seminar right from the very start. And it was this old guy back then. I can't remember the name of it. I was all excited. It was some really cool stuff. You were look, search around the cranium for these very specific points and do all this really cool stuff. And oh, I just remember just being like, holy, this is just the coolest stuff ever. And I had a couple of big questions for this guy. This is before I knew. And this is the first week in school. This is, this is 1999. You know, I'm of your chiropractic school? It's chiropractic school. This is okay. to get started with the BS degree. You needed the BS degree to get into chiropractic school. So this was the start of seven-year study, the very start, the first week. That's a lot. That's intensive. That's like being a lawyer takes seven years and you yeah. got to focus and dedicate your life to that. So for you to do what you, what you oh, did yeah. required a lot of focus and a lot of concentration, oh, and a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. You say chiropractic to people, they just poo it. But are you kidding me? I have all the utmost respect for every chiropractor out there. What we went through was hell. It's no different than being an attorney, if you ask me. It's the same hell you go through. And I think we all can agree it's hell because school just isn't, it's just how, what it is. It's hell. Well, so anyhow, I go to this guy first break. I'm like, hey, doc, you know, I have a couple of questions for you. He goes, hold on. He looks off in the distance, looks down at his hand and he goes like this. He's looking around. He's an old guy. He's probably 90 back then. He stops. And, okay. What was your question? And I said, what the hell was that? <laughs> he says, Oh, that's Rebecca in Kentucky. She's having heart murmurs this morning. She called me. I, I just took care of her for her. I said, oh, oh, okay. And he says, now, what was your question? I said, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about a thing. I'm out. Of, <laughs> I got it answered. I'm out of here. And I ran out of there like a little kid with his t- little dog with his tail between his legs. I was just like, oh, my God, absolutely crazy. This guy's nuts. I'm out of here. and I'm not coming back to this seminar. And. Sure enough, a week later, some other world-class seminar, actually it was Wally Schmidt. Doctors out there know who he was. He just passed away recently, but he was an amazing doctor. And, and I bump into a guy in the corner in the back of the room. He's doing something weird. I'm like, so you're treating somebody somewhere else, aren't you? He says, yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I, I believe in all that because I've been experienced with, I've had experiences with pranic healing, Reiki healing, energy stuff. And the, the area I delve in is all that kind of stuff. And I, I really deeply respect it. And from my vantage point, it sounds like you have had your own intuitive, psychic, spiritual, I'd say, experiences yourself. And yeah, yeah. I want yeah, to ask you about that. that. How did that, how did your spiritual awakening start and how did your journey begin from there? Aside from what you've already described, it, it sounds like you had quite a journey to, to go on. To get there, just to get to school. I mean, I didn't start school until I was 35. And so I went through a lot of different things in life. I had a, a couple of different near-death experiences very poignant ones. And I, I know that, that really opened me up to the possibility there's more going on here than meets the eye. This happened many, many years back in like 1978 is the first time it happened to me. So it was a long time ago. Um, but since then, I, I, I went to school and again, I thought I was going to be a chiropractor. And so I was very much etched in the physical world of, okay, this is in front of me. I see this is what I need to do to fix something here. But quickly on, once I started going down this other road and seeing some of these other things, things just kept happening. Uh, things just kept happening. Things kept happening. I was like, very interesting. I'd have a thought. I would follow up that thought. And the thought would be a reality, would be something that was real. And so that's, I just, I was very curious. Once this other, the second guy was like, yeah, don't tell anybody, but it's all based on quantum mechanics. And you see it and you believe it and you have faith in it, stuff starts moving at a distance. And fast forward a few years, I was in my office. I had moved into a new house in Los Angeles and I was in working 
in my office. And this woman comes in and she says, I have two sons. One's a jerk and the other one's a saint. And I'm going to bring the jerk in first, see if you can help him. Then we'll bring the saint in. I said, okay, first bring, bring me the jerk. And so she brings me the jerk. He, she was right. He was a jerk, but we were able to help him quite well. And then she is going to bring the saint in. She shows up by herself. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And where's the saint? And she says, he came to me this morning at four o'clock this morning. I said, well, yeah. And, and where is he? She's, he was hit by an ambulance on the way home from work and he's killed. He's dead. And I said, oh my God, that's crazy. She said, oh, he, he, he came to me right away and told me, mom, I'm sorry. I just didn't look to my left and broadside me. I'm dead. This is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh my God, it's just, I'm so sorry. I, I just can't so hard to believe. She says, yeah, he's, he tells me you don't believe me. I said, oh no, I believe you. I just have never met somebody who talked to dead people before. And she said, <laughs> no. He tells me the only way you're going to believe me is if I tell you you have a shotgun wrapped up in a camouflage jacket buried in your basement underneath a bunch of boxes. And that, she had my full attention because nobody. That's an example of mediumship. Yeah. With mother and son and the son's yeah. death. That's always my weak spot when I have people come to me and they're grieving their son or a son's grieving their mother. I'm real tight with my mom and I can imagine. And the way you're describing it, it sounds so legit and authentic because that's how they communicate with us. Deceased loved ones will always say, there's an example of if you, for me to tell you, I know who you are, or you know who I am. You have a shotgun wrapped <laughs> in the closet, or in my cases, it was like them coming through and telling the people in front of me who are skeptical, you have a, a, a Christmas star from your grandmother that's in the back closet of this apartment. And they go back there, pull it out. And I'm like, what? And I understand everything you're describing. And I guess what I'll ask you, what did you think when you saw this? Were you like, oh, wow. Yeah, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what does he want me to know? <laughs> I was like, shit, nobody knows about that shotgun. I just moved into the house. My girlfriend didn't want that shotgun there. I snuck in. I lied to her. I'll admit that. And I wrapped it up in my jacket and buried it. And I, nobody knew about that. And so anyhow, I was like, hey, what does he want me to know? And she just started in my entire, basically covered my whole life in five minutes, covered all the different times. I fell through ice when I was a kid, ice fishing. I got shocked in the farm and the angel saved my ass. Both those times, motorcycle accident, they saved me. All these crazy incidents, all these things. And they brought me to this house. They set it up so that I could do this amazing work in this house and really get to know them. And it was an amazing house in Los Angeles, in a city of 30 million people. I had 40 acres of preserved land behind my house. That was, it wasn't mine, but it yeah. was preserved. And so you drive up to my house, and there's this giant park that no one even knew about. It was uh, Santa, Mon Santa Monica Mountain Conservancy's first property. They stopped like 2,000 condos from being built. That was my backyard. Wow. So he just told me all these things and how the house fell through the other fire. The angels made sure he went away and that, that I was there to discover them and work with them. So I just was blown away. I was pretty, pretty much shocked. I was just like, okay, here I go down this rabbit hole. Because I was already doing all this intentional-based stuff at the time, but it wasn't anything like what we're doing now. But anyhow, a couple months later, a guy comes in. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, what's going on with you? He says, oh, shit, I got to get in a plane. My mom's dying. She's in Dallas, Texas. She's dying. I got to fly out tonight or first thing in the morning. They don't know if she's going to make it. It's either quadruple bypass or looking for a new heart. She's had all these problems all these years, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you know, there's this little thing that we can do that, who knows? I think we should just try it. And so we tried it and she got up. This was like at seven o'clock at night in Los Angeles. And she got up at three in the morning 
yanked feisty old thing. She yanked all her tubes out, pulled out her IVs, got up and left the hospital three o'clock in the morning. Felt fine. Wow. So that was my first remote client. And now it's probably about, right about 20 years ago now. I believe heavily in angels. I believe heavily in the spiritual world. I feel like I'm, I feel like we're all spiritual beings living in a physical world. And most of us are cut off from that fact. So we think yeah. that this, when the body's done functioning, what it's supposed to do, that we end existence. And that's not the way it works. And yeah. so what, what I want to ask you in reference to the angels you've worked with, have any of them identified themselves to you or are they a conglomeration of like spiritual energy and what have they expressed to you by your working with them? I would say it's like a conglomeration of some kind of spiritual energy. I believe they're angels because that's my intention when I work with them. They don't have a name. They've never named themselves. I had another client come in shortly after this remote session with this, with this other lady, and she brought this old book in. It was an older book. It had a few pages written about angels, and it talked about archangels, the archangels, Michael and Gabriel, and the big powerful angels. Then it talked about all the unknown angels that are just sitting around waiting for the guardian angels, the angels that everybody has, and the angels are just hanging out, waiting for somebody to, uh, to do their work with. And those were the ones that I focused on. She said, now, just do what you do, only ask for angels for help. And son of a gun, we had a miracle right in front of our eyes. We had, right on the spot, we had a miracle with her, and that's with us. Everything started from that day forward. So it was really about somebody else bringing it to my attention. Again, I, they've never named themselves. I always just assume, I, I call them the lazy angels. They're the ones who just hang out at the beach somewhere, just chilling, waiting for some job to come along. And so we just enlist them with our work. And over the years, I've gone through and have specifically defined what I want them to do. So I teach you how to basically access two different groups of angels, and they have very specific things that they do. One group, Gets you ready for stuff, cleans, cleans you up, looks at all your life history, looks at past life vibrations, looks at, oh gosh, entanglement, enmeshments we get caught in, all kinds of emotional affects that, that we have. And the other group deals with all the vibratory stuff, all of the frequency, everything, everything that's living has a vibration. Everything is vibrating. Everything, the entire world, the universe is vibrating. So the second group, that's what they look at. And that's what I teach. And that's what we have these miracles with, uh, on a daily basis. Had two this morning. I'm going to have enough tomorrow this that. afternoon. I love <laughs> to hear that. Every, and every when I work with on a spiritual level, I feel like I do miracles in my own way by helping them heal emotionally. I believe heavily in miracles. I also believe in the law of attraction and manifestation. And I've used that in my life for the last four years. And it's been rather stark how when you really focus your energy and you have a manifestation board and I use manifestation, like how manifestation can really work. And I wanted to ask you, have you had your own experiences? Because you mentioned the word intention. And to me, intention equals manifestation is how I interpret stuff. And having the angels work with you, do they help you with manifestation and teaching it to others? Absolutely. It's a big part of the program. I spent a lot of time using those vibrations for manifestation, using morphic fields for manifestation, using intention, using the whole, all concepts. Yeah, I, I got really lucky. Very From the very start, I, I stumbled onto the right people who taught this, taught these things. Uh, Dr. Lawrence was out there. He's uh, long gone now, but he brought uh, some old cats in back in 2000 that came in and talked way before anybody was talking about manifestation <laughs> way back then. And they taught some stuff that was just really, it still holds true to this day. And, and um, yeah, I use it all the time. I use it for clients all the time. 
it's extremely powerful. I've helped generate millions of dollars for people. I, mean, I think I'm in my five, fifth house. I bought my first house on with credit cards and a prayer. And so, yeah, I've been, I've used them for 20, probably 20 years now to manifest stuff. And anyway, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know, that part. I said, it's kind of like automatic now. It's just automatic. I expect a parking spot up front. I expect the line to open up and me to not have, I don't wait in lines. The line forms behind me. I mean, that in the nicest way, I just, I'll, I find the best restaurants and when no one ever goes there and then everyone goes there after I discovered them. After you've been doing this for so long and four years in, you are experiencing all of this also. Absolutely. I, I'll tell you this. I find my life has become so much more interesting to live now that I'm fully enmeshed in spirituality where I do readings and I do shows like this and I have a lot of spiritual friends and it just helps like when people are like light workers, I call it. <laughs> when people are highly motivated to do spiritual things, I feel like you could do anything in this world. I feel like we could heal people on infinite levels. And that's why I was really excited about having you come on today because I like when people share my own viewpoints on this stuff. And one of the questions I want to ask you in terms of your own experiences is if you could share with us the secrets of like health and wellness. I, I believe that it's all interconnected. We're one mind, body, spirit. I want to ask you about your viewpoints and the work you've done and what your views are on that. You're absolutely correct. We all are one. And it's so much of it is mental where the, where the mind is. The mind runs the body, you know? And so if you keep your mind clean and have a good minds set all, all the time, do, like you said, doing this work, I wake up in a state of gratitude. I don't have to think about it. I wake up that way. I can't wait. Like, some days I don't feel like working, but I still can't wait to do it. And that's how it always is. And just having that mindset is the best way to, to wake up every morning. There's a few things on my website that we give away for free that really helped. There's a heart resonance technique. So that is basically holding a vibration of compassion for yourself in the center of your heart over the course oh, of a minute. And what that does is that feeds every organ in your body, that vibration. Now, and the other one is appreciation. Now, with the first time I discovered this and was looking at it, and again, this goes back to Wally Schmidt, and I think he got it from the Duke University, if I remember right. I want to make sure I give credit to those who are out there. You know, the first few times that you do this and you go, think about all those things that you value about yourself and respect about yourself and, and cherish and treasure and, and son of a gun. The first time I did it, I was like, holy shit, this is hard. <laughs> And, and then all, and it starts becoming easier. And then you start catching yourself in the world do, doing these things that are easier to do. Of course, you should stop a car. You see a car broken down the side of the road, and a family standing there going, "You don't know what to do." Of course, you should stop and get out and try and help. Well, there's nothing. There's not a better feeling in the world than to help another person. And that's what you're alluding to is doing this work. And now I'm training people to do this. I, it absolutely changes their lives. 100%, every single person's come to the training so far. We have about 80 out there that everyone says the same thing. Even I if they're not doing healing, even if they're not doing healing, they all say the same thing. It's completely changed my life. It's completely, I feel closer to God. I have more respect for my fellow man. I have more comfort in my daily living. So that's just one thing on the website. There's another recording on there that's free. Everything's free on the website. My joke is I'm giving away a house. It's a birdhouse, but it's a house nonetheless. <laughs> I am going to make one when I get home and we're going to give it away. But uh, there's a couple of things on there. You got to put your email in. And then if you don't like the emails from my team, just unsubscribe, but get the free stuff. There's a relax to heal according, which just tells 
the mind that everything in easier is life when we're relaxed. And that's very true. I listen to a recording every single day. I don't go a single night or morning without listening or either meditating or listening to a recording that brings about a state of meditation, whether it's mine uh, or someone else's who else is out there. I love Stephen G. Jones is out there. Marissa Peer is out there. There's a bunch of, a whole bunch of cats out there doing, have recordings every single day. I don't care what happens. Either I go to sleep listening to one or when I first wake up. And of course, diet, exercise, all that stuff is extremely important. I think walking and contemplation and again, this compassion for yourself and appreciation for who you are, that forces your spirit. Yeah, that is total spirit food. And We're still on the same page, by the way. Everything you're talking about, if you look at my Instagram, or you look at any of my posts or you hear about my other shows, we talk about gratitude. We talk about appreciation, being able to have a keener insight of life beyond just what we get so wrapped up in. Before we had our interview today, I'll share with you. I had to go to the mall today. My iPhone, my brand new iPhone was like crapping out on me. So I went to the Apple store. I don't know if you've been in an Apple store post COVID, but it reminded me of a DMV in New Jersey, the Department of Motor Vehicles, where you take a number and sit there and they lose you and you just pray that you're found or discovered. And I was frustrated that I being, and you could probably relate to this. And this is something I don't normally talk about on my show, but being a spiritual person, do, delving in this higher vibrational stuff, we're humans. We can be frustrated. Nonetheless, I had people ignoring me who worked at the Apple store, walking past where I was not giving me eye contact. And I got pretty worked up about it. And then I'll say this, I heal by literally doing our interview right now, as we're talking about these concepts, my vibration goes higher, my stress level goes lower, and I'm reminded of the bigger purpose, not to get frustrated, being ignored or being triggered or being, being made to feel like you're not there. But it's refreshing to have these conversations because I think the members of our audience can appreciate that. They're probably dealing with stress on their own level. And one of my questions I want to ask you, because I know you're a practitioner of this stuff, when you find yourself frustrated, because I know we all do get frustrated from time to time. Is it the meditation, the reflection, the gratitude? Like I go for walks and I clear my mind or I'll try to do something that's a healing modality of some sort, usually energetically. And I want to ask you, what do you usually turn to when you get frustrated? I usually throw a plate or a thing. <laughs> you, you still got to live. Sometimes you got to just let it out. I play disc golf. I'm a big disc golf fan. Uh, that's, my, that's what I do with my pastime frustration. I'll, I usually just walk away from things. Something's really frust too frustrating for me. I just decide that I, I just get, get, get away from it and do something else. That's just the truth. It's so deep into my head that everything in life is easier when we are relaxed because that's one of the recordings that I did. And I spent 40 hours doing this 20 minute recording and it's really powerful. And it's been plugged into my head 5 million times. So I, I don't, I just don't, if something feels frustrating, if I feel like I'm getting mad, I really just try to walk away and and just find what I'm trying to do there somewhere else. I have no problem leaving one Apple store and going to another if I had if I had an Apple. But <laughs> I had to balance all that because I was like, I want to make sure I get back for an interview. Then it started getting cloudy and it's raining now. I'm like, man, for a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> I love it. I love but it. But I have so much gratitude about us talking right now because it helps me to like reshift my own focus. So that I could be more effective in my daily basis to appreciate where I am right now. I give you gratitude there because our interview helped me do that. Literally in real time, as we're talking through these questions, it makes me see firsthand that even though we can be practitioners of this, sometimes we can lose a little of that focus ourselves. And 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm certainly no sage. I have my answers is real. I've smashed plenty of plates and glasses, just not in the last 10 years or so. <laughs> During the pandemic, 2020, like eight months into it, everybody was racing to get their toilet paper and all that crazy stuff that was happening. I live here in Tampa and I normally don't care about toilet paper. It's not something that we would even have to be worried about. But I noticed my own anxiety during the pandemic when I had four rolls of toilet paper left and I started freaking out about that. I'm like, why am I freaking out? The store's down the street. Like irrational thoughts enter our minds when we're under high pressure and stress, right? And so that this pandemic in the last couple of years have made me realize how we may not all think that we have anxiety and stress and mental health stuff, but it's out there and it's part of healing. And it's important that we take care of ourselves. And I laughed afterwards, by the way. I got a little freaked out about yeah. four rolls of toilet paper. And I laughed and said, <laughs> I'm, I'm not using it. four rolls of toilet paper today and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm okay. Well, you probably had a sock or two in the in your drawers that were ready to go also. Toilet paper is the furthest thing from my mind. It's even further than that, of course. And you know this as well. There's this concept of entanglement. It's just like you and I right now. We are entangling. So you are borrowing my information. I'm borrowing your information. I could feel it in my body because this is how yeah, I, I feel. Stuff around. So we're entangled with the world. None of the stuff that I would do wouldn't work if, it, if this wasn't real. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not magic. <laughs> it's not magic. It's just how the universe works. And so we get entangled with these fields of anxiety and it does open our body up to further problems in the body because those chemicals open tissues in the body. These are all things that I'm able to compress into this class that I'm teaching because some people just wake up all of a sudden one day and they're like, so again, why am I so damn nervous? Unfounded anxiety. What the hell is going on? I know what that is. That's a pathogen in the body that's found its way into your adrenal glands. And what could have happened? I don't know. You could have watched too much news. So it, it, it's this collective uh, toilet bowl that, that keeps finding its way into, uh, into positions like this. And it's sad, but this entanglement thing is real. And so that anxiety that we're feeling is real. And that's Absolutely. another reason why we have to do these tech, these little things to keep the mind clean because the mind gets too close into these things, whether it's anger, hate, uh, or anxiety, we release chemicals when we're experiencing those, those feelings. It's fight or flight, right? Your heart that's rate goes up, you'll sweat, you'll look yeah. frustrated. You're not in your best element when you're under anxiety. So the yeah. point of that, I think to heal for it, and you probably do this remotely is Show people how to calm themselves down so they're not doing fight or flight. Calm the mind, relax, go inwards, meditate. Yeah, we're doing, I'm doing that. I'm doing a lot more, actually. We're doing using angels. Angels come in and clean distortions around adverse emotion. Then we introduce Excellent. positive emotions. The biggest thing are these damn pathogens. We are full of pathogens and they are having their way with the human race. And this is where we take off with this training I do. And go down this hole of how these pathogens are really are a real problem. They're a real problem moving forward in people's health with different diseases and mental stuff. A lot of people who are clinically, chronically depressed, some people with lifelong depression, nine times out of 10, that is a pathogen that they were born with, passed down generationally that is in their gut, creating poisons that go right to the brain and just making their day seem dark. So there's a lot of these diseases, discomforts, mental, emotional states, suicidal thoughts, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of this stuff are pathogens that are out of control somewhere in the body, whether I had a woman this morning, she barely got out of bed, barely walk. And she's got, oh God, I looked at her MRI and it's, it's a death sentence. It's straight to neurosurgery for this woman. 
And she got up and walked this morning wow. quite easily. And that's all pathogens in her central canal. And that's all angels that come in and match the frequencies and make instantaneous change for her. So I know that by the time I see her again in a couple of weeks, she's going to be, her whole life has changed because now she can walk. So do you work with the traditional doctors that are assigned to the clients that you work with? Because I, as a spiritual practitioner, I delve in what I do in terms of mediumship and stuff I work on, but I defer to in terms of medical treatment that people go through and those kind of things. No, I don't really talk to any other doctors about this stuff. I don't get, as soon as you bring up angels, they just freak out. They just, they're just like, oh gosh, oh yeah. Some doctors have open minds nowadays. It's surprising. I, I just haven't found one yet, but oh, I, lots of chiropractors of natural paths. And I've had a lot of chiropractors, natural paths, acupuncturists come to my class. I just haven't found a medical doctor yet that, gotcha. that is you know, open. It's wild because the people will go back to him and say, hey, I saw this guy. I saw this guy. He's in Nicaragua. I saw him on the telephone and yeah, everything's gone. You know, he's like, oh, that's fantastic. Okay. okay come back in two weeks. Let's, let's continue. There's just no, if that happened, if, when that has happened to me, like, what do they do? What was, what is it? What are their name? What do they do? How did you find your way out of this mess you were in? Because I couldn't help you. I want to know. I'm curious. I'm the curious. The lawyer in me would say that I would be cautious not to, not having to work with the doctors, but making sure your clients know that they need medical attention. They need to do that too. Even if you have the angels clear, clearing them and helping them just in terms of. I am a doctor. I am yeah, a doctor. Exactly. I know more. I know. I know more than 99% of the doctors out there. They, what can I say? They just, they don't even know where to start to look. I can't tell you how many heart clients I've had that had absolutely nothing to do with their heart. Their heart is hundred percent fine on all the diagnostics, but they're on five blood pressure medications that are killing them. Statins, lincinopril, blood thinners, things that are literally killing these people and had nothing to do with their heart. Gastroenterology, heartburn, it's unbelievable. It has nothing to do with the gastrointestinal tract. Nothing to do with it. Have you ever worried not working with doctors at the client? If something goes wrong for them, they can come back and sue you for liability? Not really. I just don't worry about that kind of thing because it just doesn't happen. It just hasn't happened. That's been doing this 20, I, 25 That's years. the lawyer who asked me that question, not necessarily. Yeah. I, I guess no, I, I understand. I the prism of that sometimes. And yeah, I understand. I don't tell anybody. I'm not a fool. I don't tell them, hey, go off your medications. Hey, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, no. You have to. I just had an attorney. And... I said, hey, look, I, I'm sorry, I hate to tell you this, but your medications are killing you. Do what I'm telling you. Do it for a couple of weeks. See how you feel. And then let's find out what's going on with you. So this was probably three months now. She's been on these meds for six years. She looks like an old lady. She's my age. Wow. And so she finally went and her doctor was, she's trained by the NASA doctors and her favorite doctor she's ever had, blah, blah, blah. She, she went, I said, I, now I want you to go and have a complete, hundred co complete, every diagnostic test known for your heart done. She did. And her heart was like a 12 year old heart. Had nothing That's great. To do with her. Yeah. yeah. Have you nothing attempted to, to write or document any of these things? Like your work with your clients? Has anyone thought about doing a book to research it and have them kind of, you not, know, not really. That's really not, I just don't have time to uh, do that sort of thing. I mean, my testimonials on the website speak for themselves. Yeah. The website, all the stuff that I'm doing is I have a whole team behind me. I have no idea how to run a website. I've never even seen anything I have online. I'm, I have an Instagram and Facebook out there, and I don't even know what any of it is. I, they do it all. I have nothing to do with it. I just do the work. We're doing right, these right. programs now with 25 people at a time, right? 20, 20, 25 people at a time. And the results have been absolutely astronomical, unbelievable. And explain that. <laughs> 
Do you have people come to you in Nicaragua and meet with you in person? Do you do retreats down there? No, no. So it's all remote? It's all remote. It's all remote. Yeah. When I'm not here, I'm in uh, Prescott, Arizona, and I do have an office. And so sometimes I have some some people that prefer to do see me live, so they'll fly in, that sort of thing. But I'm 99.9% remote now and have been for- And I can understand how energy works because I give readings remote from around the world myself. So I, I understand how that works. I was just curious how your clients are, if they come to you down there- you offer retreats or in-person meetings. I just always like to let the audience know about that as well. Yeah, um, see, I think so. yeah, I just haven't crossed that that with, with retreats and with, with the stuff that I'm doing with the class. With the class is really the it's just been phenomenal. Being able to pass this knowledge on and that is just uh, it's unbelievable and such a great feeling to be able to do that. And I had no interest in it at all. It was my clients who pushed me. They're like, you got to teach this stuff. You got to teach this stuff. And one of them finally brought me a, a woman who was just like, you got to have you, this is how you, this has to happen or else none of this is, none of this is social media. None of this is worth doing. And once that happened, then the angels started showing me how to really make, we can talk about what it is I'm doing with these are vibratory and these are for distortion and blah, blah, blah. And people will hear that and go, oh, I can do that. And they might be able to, everybody has access to angels. No one owns them. No one knows how many there are. No one knows. I hear all the time, but oh, I'm working with Archangel Michael. And I'm like, okay, so where are the miracles at? The people I'm teaching are having miracles. We're did, this is a thought transfer and it is instantaneous. And within the first hour, you are seeing stuff by people who have no experience healing anything, fix stuff across the room in another state over the telephone. It's amazing. Do you ever do anything like this on a show where you can give an example of how you work with angels and uh, I'd love to have that as an example, if you'd like to. <laughs> Absolutely. I love to. Yeah, I love it. I've been on a number of podcasts where I've done this and I'm always happy to. I'm, oh, this is what I do. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. I'm the biggest Absolutely. skeptic there is. You hear all these things, but I want to see it. And I love to see it and love to do it. You got anything going on? For myself? Yeah. I, my big thing, I had cancer a few years ago. I lost okay. 50 pounds. Right now, my health is generally good, I, I think. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I take care of myself as best I can, but I don't know like what you'd pick up or what you're sensing or how that works. What, where was the cancer at? In my kidney, my right kidney. And I diagnosed myself six months before I had it by looking at a large window. And I had, this, yeah, I had this weird thing. Like, Isn't it, wouldn't it be weird if I had cancer in my body and I didn't know it? And then I went upstairs and talked to my assistants and I talked to my family. They're like, you're crazy. You don't have cancer. And then four months later, I had a CAT scan done. And for something else, my diverticulitis, that went away too, because I had that removed. But they were like, oh, by the way, you can't have your diverticulitis surgery yet. We got to remove the cancer. I was like, huh? <laughs> and it was crazy. But I was going to say there's something gastrointestinal. But yes. you just said, so, so they removed the colon, some of your colon or? Yeah. Something? Yeah. I actually it was a diverticulitis that I chronically suffered for 15 years that helped oh. me get discovered for the cancer, which I was extremely grateful about. I still get acid reflux and stuff like that. But uh, I was just, okay. So I was just going to say it's your liver. It's your liver. So your liver, it looks like you came in, your liver was weak when you came in. And so the liver is what creates acid reflux. Wow. It has nothing to do with your stomach. Your, your liver dumps bile into the common bile duct. It meets up with the, pan, with the gallbladder all and the pancreas. And they all dump everything into the duodenum, which is just past the stomach. Wow. If it's not strong enough, if you're... If your digested enzymes or the bile is not strong enough, the duodenum sends a signal uh, neurologically back to the stomach and says, hey, dude, you're putting in all this food that's not digested. 
produce more acid. That's what it does. And so we have gastroenterologists, oh, here's your pilosec, here's your this, here's your that. All they're doing is falsely keeping the acid down in the stomach. What's the stomach going to do? It's still getting the signal from the duodenum. So it doesn't care about that stuff. It keeps pumping more and more acid. And that's a recipe for disaster. Wow. They are literally creating all you, stomach cancer. You ever heard of stomach cancer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of different problems with stomachs. So it is your liver. And... Uh, <clears throat> It looks like it came from your dad's side more so than your mom. The liver has the energy from 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 mother, but it just looks like does your dad have problems with gastrointestinal stuff? He, I never was really that close to my dad. He had a really bad alcohol drug issue, and he died in 2012. I did get. I to would, I would, I would say that's liver. <laughs> I don't mean to joke. Oh, no, I agree <laughs> with you. Cirrhosis, and I think he died with a needle in his arm. Actually, honestly, he's like heroin. It was horrible. So, well, that would make sense. That would equal liver for sure. I'll tell you these at when we're done, just because I, I, I just, I don't want to, but there's some herbs that you can take that will really help heal yeah. that for you. And then the emotion, of course, of the liver is anger. And so let's just have you just close your eyes for a moment and bring to mind anger. You're an attorney. You went to school. Remember school? <laughs> huh? Look how, look how fast, look how fast that even somebody like, like you who has done work, you could feel it in your body, right? Hey, how was oh, school yeah. for you? Yeah. Yeah. You feel it right away. Physically, Absolutely. don't you? Yeah, absolutely. So let's do this. So you sit there for just a moment and stay in the anger for just a moment or two. And anger, of course, is you remember all the tests and how you were treated and how they're being frustrated and infuriated and boiling and seething and stewing and what they do to you in school. They they sure don't treat you well. They treat you mean. They treat you, they threaten you. They harm you. It's like you do wrong and then the, and then it's hard to let that feeling go even years after school you're still feeling it in the body right and so now i'm going to have you take a small breath in and down small breath in and down to your liver and you tell all of that you say i see it i recognize and i release all that anger and just as you breathe out just see it leave in your mind use your own intention i'm going to do that one more time it's a small breath in and i see it i recognize it and i release all of that stuff and then move your mind over to just imagine what it would feel like Imagine what it would feel like to have never gone to school. See, the mind can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. So if you just imagine, just imagine for a moment what it would feel like to be completely free of the past, free of the stressors, free of school, free of the injustices, free of the arguments, altercations, the traumas, just what it would feel like to be completely free. And everybody and everything gets a pass, what that would feel like, a pass. Yep, letting it all go. Just imagining what it would feel like to close the door on the past. And you can notice how fast your breathing changes, your mind gets quiet and moves into the state of tranquility. Now, if I don't talk to you, your mind will wander around and be like, okay, what's my next question? I have to keep your mind occupied, but it's the angels that are coming in and cleaning up all this stuff, completely freeing you from the past, all the distortions from school, all the stuff that's gone on in life, all of the with bad relationships, the arguments, and they just completely cleanse and clean you uh, from the past. And you can just imagine, it's very important, this part of imagination, what it would feel like to be completely cleaned and freed and present and cleared from the past. Erasing that chalkboard and putting that lid on the trash can and just being done with the past and having this level of peace of mind all the time. Things coming and going, just not having any buttons to push. And then let's have you just take a little breath in 
and a little breath out. So that is what it feels like to have an angel clear up your distortions. I got to tell you something. As you were doing that, I had an image of angels like with rags cleaning out my stomach and cleaning through my, that's my own visualization tapping in, but it was interesting. And the other thing I'll say is I do feel more peace of mind right now. I feel more at peace and it's positive. Breath work helps. Angel angel healing helps. Intention. It definitely is a powerful thing. And I can feel that. I think the fact that you guided me helps me because I'll say one thing, me being a student, I was one of those nerdy guys that I really excelled as a student. I was like a student leader and I was the top of the class and all that fun stuff. So when you're bringing up the school stuff, I actually related it in my own, in my own way to like negative experiences of the past, not school per se, but like I had other aspects of that I could focus on and it worked nonetheless. It was entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Your mind kicks in. I try to, the words just are vibratory words. They'll just stimulate the mind to move around. But I found that if I don't do that, I can do it without talking, but it seems to work better to talk because it keeps the mind occupied and the angels have a, they, they're just washing. Like you said, they're literally are washing all those blips in your matrix, all those distortions. Every technique talks about all these different distortions and fault and all these things that are left over from like the things that cause a PTSD, that sort of yeah. thing. Like to me, it's all just, just a distortion and the angels clean it better than anything I've ever come across. All the techniques, I've ever, nothing cleans it like the angels. I really like when you say, every time you say the word angel, I kind of smile because <laughs> I believe so heavily in angels. Like I, I respect them and I appreciate the spiritual work that they can do to help and aid in where they can. I, w- I want to ask you this quantum mechanics. How did you get involved in quantum mechanics with the spiritual work? Because I know there's an overlap that happens a lot with this stuff. I'm curious about that. How did I get started? I stumbled on to Rupert Sheldrake, Jesus gosh, 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. He was given a speech or I went to see somebody else. I think I went to see Terrence McKenna and Rupert Sheldrake just happened to be on the panel. And he starts talking about these morphogenic fields. And I just, it just, oh, I just, I mean, this is long before I considered getting into healing or anything at all. I just was, fa- I was just very fascinated by the idea of a morph- morphogenic field because I was always uh, closer with animals than with humans. And um, so he just, that really just spurned an interest in me. And so I just started looking, looking down, looking down and through the morphogenic fields of how he described them. And in that study, led me to all the other stuff that comes up. Eisenberg principle, which is my favorite, the act of observation. There you go. Yep. This is show. Yeah. Got to have them. Yeah. The Heisenberg principle. That's the, that's the Marianne. That's the whole thing. The act of observation changes the outcome of an experiment that tells us that all of these double blind studies, all of the stuff that they claim to be real science is all baloney. It's all baloney. Because someone is being paid by someone to look at something that changes the outcome. That's Heisenberg proof. They can't disprove it. And that's, that was it. Once I learned that, once I learned, okay, I know normal physiology. I know that if you have gastric reflux, very high chance it's coming from something clogging the liver, plugging the gallbladder or the pancreas. And then by that, I can look at it and say, Hey, Jason, did you know that? Did you, hey, are you aware? Of, I don't have to tell you. I just think it because that's intention. Uh-huh. I just, hey, do you know your liver's plugged? 
Do you know yeah. you have enzymes that can come in there and break down those poisons and get rid of them and your liver can work again? You never have to have heartburn ever again. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, that, it's real. Take a breath Wait, in and make it permanent. And you do because your body, your mind, your spirit wants to feel good. If and it wants to heal. It wants, it wants to heal. But its whole sole purpose is to heal you. And so when our body healed themselves, yeah, our body healed so themselves with the right intention. And if they have the right awareness, yeah. if they have the right information, the right knowledge, the, the key is the knowledge. The body isn't going to heal if it doesn't know about something. So here I am. I'm, I know all about this stuff. So I come along and say, hey, did you know this? In my mind, I'm just asking. I'm not telling your mind this. Yeah. That's what I was doing earlier. When I was like, looks like it's your liver. And then before I could get that yeah. out of my mouth, you mentioned the gastric reflux. And so I, I also have fatty liver from years ago. Yeah. So well, that's, 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 off my 50 pounds. that's what caused the, the diverticulitis, diverticulitis also. Everything goes back to your liver and it was passed on to you. I know that. I have. That's what I do. It's just passed on to you. A vibration. Well, well, I'll definitely tell you these. There's a couple of herbs you can take that are just really going to make a big difference for you. Okay. Excellent. I mean, I'll tell you one. Shizandra is one of them, and, and people mm -hmm. know that. Shizandra is a really powerful liver herb. And there's another one I'll have to look up because I can't remember the name. <laughs> Do you, are you a fan for past lives that we all have past lives? Because I, I believe that pretty heavily. And when you just said that, I felt like you, you did herb stuff in the past. Like in your past life, you were like an apothecary, you worked in herbs. You're like a medicine quite, man. Quite that's possibly. why you're, that's why you're so yeah. down to being a healer in this lifetime and that you're like involved in, in what you do basically is what I feel like. And I think you're directly connected to spiritual side because we all have openings that give us a window. And once you have that window open, the communication comes through and we're instruments to the other side, right? We're instruments to angels and we're instruments to spiritual stuff. And I feel like that's something that you definitely yeah. Yeah. Or clear, clear audience. And yeah, it's just click clear audience for me. I just is what i call it. i love it though i just want to thank dr t for coming on the show today unfortunately it's raining here in tampa and i think the weather has disrupted the signal even though i'm able to record right now i do want to thank dr t because it was such a great conversation having him share his his gifts with us and doing that demonstration he was great i'm going to have all this information in our show notes dr t's website is https spiritual dope.co forward slash Dr. T forward slash. That'll be in the show notes. And uh, I highly recommend keeping an open mind on this stuff. When you're able to think of the world as more than just the 3D that we expect it to be and that we're actually spiritual beings, all this stuff's possible. So keep that in mind as you listen to this episode and others for the show. It's great to have that. And uh, I really appreciate everyone tuning in. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. 
from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electricast.